Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. For the next couple of podcasts, we're going to be talking about transition, specifically transition for those with autism from high school to postgraduate life and employment. And this is something that weighs heavily on my mind. I have a 17-year-old son who's on the spectrum. And while he's able to stay in school until he's 21, it's the the what comes next that is really terrifying for me as a parent. And I, I would think for a lot of families as well. You know, you think, what's he going to do? Where's he going to live? Um, you know, sometimes you hear it referred to as going off the cliff. And so I think there's a real struggle no matter where you fall on the spectrum in finding meaningful opportunities or fulfilling work. But to help bring some insights into this process, we're very lucky to have Mary Mazzoni, who is an educational consultant at the BCIU and a member of the executive committee of the Berks County Transition Coordinating Council. Welcome, Mary. Thank you for being here. Thanks. It's great to be here. All right. So I'm going to assume that you probably hear this a lot of the same concerns that I mentioned earlier. When my child graduates, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What are my resources? And I would think that the answer is exploring those resources and planning for a transition well before graduation. Yes. So with that, when would you say is the best time to start planning for a transition? And who are those key players in that process? Great question. Um, Actually, a couple of different answers for you. Uh, In terms of when to start, I'd like to mention the fact that there is a wonderful resource available called Charting the Life Course. You can Google it. It's free. And it's, um, (laughs) we do like free. And it basically uh, provides some great basic questions to ask at every age, starting at preschool and all the way through, about trying to identify what would make a great quality of life. What are important things for this particular young person in terms of ways that they want to contribute, ways that they can be part of the community and be happy and healthy. Um, So that, you can start that anytime. Uh, If your child is three, you can try that. Or if your young person is 19. So it's charting the life course is a great tool, set of tools actually. Now in Pennsylvania, officially transition planning starts at age 14 and every school district has a transition coordinator. Um, So uh, the, the best place to start would be with that transition coordinator. In Berks County, we have the Transition Coordinating Council where school districts and agencies, businesses, parents, students, and post-secondary education organizations work together. We collaborate to provide information and provide supports for transitioning young people and their families. We're having a transition expo Ah. on March 7th at Penn State Berks Campus. Wonderful. So what's involved with that? We will have representatives of every agency, organization, whether it be recreational, educational, whether it be uh, supports for uh, employment, whether it be post-secondary education, um, present to be able to answer questions. Also, uh, representatives of funding sources for adult supports will be there. And there will be uh, workshops on a variety of topics that parents themselves have told us are of most interest to them. 
Uh, things like financial planning, things like uh, planning for, um, uh, gee, what skills would you need in order to be successful in work and how can I start to build those in my young uh, uh, son or daughter. Um, things like, gee, what uh, is available for supports in our county? Um, so yeah, the council, the Transition Council is a pretty amazing organization because we collaborate, we work together across systems and our expo is a great way to get information. It doesn't matter how old your son or daughter is, you can come, it's free and it's at Penn State Berks Campus, Franco Building, March 7th from 3 to 7.30. You know, it's it's funny, as, as you're talking, I, I'm sitting here thinking, oh yeah, we're talking about um, employment and transition, but transition really starts much, 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 much of earlier than that. It does. So we, of so course it does. Even though we're talking about this, the planning really starts early in every little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Helps with that. Um, is this something that... Uh, let me see, BCTCC. <laughs> the council, right. Mm-hmm. The council. Is this something that they offer on a yearly basis, or is this new? Um, no, it's not new. Okay. We offer this particular expo every other year, okay. and on the alternate years, we have an employability expo that's open for young people. This isn't a family event mm-hmm. uh, where they have a chance to interview with employers, where they have a chance to participate. And, of course, they've practiced well before the expo. This right. Is, and uh, they have a chance to participate in um, workshops about you know right. how important skills related to employment. Uh, so we do that on the alternate years. Um, also, again, let's not forget um, the fact that each district has a transition coordinator who can really help, um, not just in this podcast, you know, brief, mm-hmm. but um, all along from age 14 or earlier, if a parent is interested, all the way through graduation. That transition coordinator can provide information about what's currently available. Yeah, and that's what we're going through right now with my son. I love our transition coordinator, transition coordinator at our school, and mm-hmm. she really to me is a lifeline. Because yeah. again, this is something that just makes me very anxious. Because a few years ago he was six, yes. <laughs> so now he's like seventeen. Last week he was so, six, right? Really, exactly. he really, really was. Exactly. And I remember a teacher telling me, uh, I, clear as day. He's only nine. You have plenty of time. And a blink and yes, and now here he's we are. 17 sure, and we're pushing 18. Sure. So those, you know, using those people as a resource is mm-hmm. just, it's crucial. And it really, is. I'm so grateful for who, for who we have. Um, I wanted to ask you, 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 you have, this expo sounds wonderful. And, and the one on employability sounds like a future podcast that we will definitely have to do okay, together. Okay. Um, um, are there any other resources or organizations to help families and students with this whole process, whether it's just transitioning from one thing to another mm-hmm. or finding employment? Anything else that you can recommend? Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to be uh, approaching that question from two different angles. One okay. is information and the other is funding for supports. Okay. okay? So in terms of information, um, you had mentioned actually that you're going to be posting some of the links I gave you to yes. the Facebook uh, page yep. for the society, which is awesome. But a key place where you can kind of find many of those um, is Burke's transition.org and that is the council's website and we have lots of free resources that are provided by many organizations right there 
Um, now, in terms of, okay, well, let's be, um, you know, uh, realistic here. Um, every young person has very individual needs. Yes. So there's nothing, in 15 minutes, we're not going to be able to touch yeah. upon the, the questions everyone listening has. So what we need to do, though, is let them know about access to funding, okay? okay. So the transition coordinator can help families apply, and we need to do this um, in some cases well in advance. Um, if an individual has um, significant um, support needs, um, if they have uh, functional skill uh, needs that really are going to require support, then they're going to want to apply for a Medicaid waiver. And um, that happens through, in our county through service access and management. But you don't have to navigate that yourself talk to your transition coordinator and help they can help you do that um, the waiting list is long years before you actually get access to the money yeah, unfortunately so, right <laughs> so what that means is that you want to apply early like about age 14 is probably a good time to do it now in terms of funding for employment supports that would be through the office of vocational rehabilitation and again your transition coordinator can help you access that you don't need to do that until much closer to graduation. Okay. Um, uh, so we, you were talking about with the waiver, these are for um, some students who may need a lot of support. Yes. But, you know, as, as you mentioned, we, we have a wide range on the spectrum. Of and, course. And, uh, you know, we, we have to be somewhat general with this podcast. Of to get course the we do with course. the time. Sure. Um, but there are some who would be planning on attending college or yes. seeking other types of postgraduate education. Yes. What would you say that they should be looking for in a school or a training center that would help meet their needs as they, they take this next step? Great question. Okay. When we step away from public school, when we uh, accept a diploma when we are no longer under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, IDEA. We step into uh, a world where it's the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA, that kind of determines what supports are required, okay? Mm -hmm. So all um, post-secondary schools that receive federal funding are going to need to provide accommodations, but only if someone discloses their disability and asks for it. So where do you start with that? You look for the disability support office in whatever school that is, and every school will have one. They might call it something different. They might call it the accessibility office or the equal uh, opportunity office or the disability office. Um, but find them. <laughs> and your, your transition coordinator can help you get okay. a contact person. Then you work with that person to disclose disability and find out what supports do you provide. You'll find that some schools go above and beyond what's required by law, mm -hmm. and some provide what's required by law. Mm -hmm. You as a consumer okay mm -hmm. need to weigh what you hear in advance and find out oh in this school they will provide these supports in addition to accommodations mm -hmm. in this school they'll only provide accommodations well gee which school am i going to choose what is aligned with not only my major but also the support needs that i have okay so a couple of years in your junior year i would say go out there and interview the 
disability support office personnel from any school you're interested in going to right. to become an informed consumer. Right, and in addition to seeing what school you want to go to, see what they, they exactly. can provide for you. Exactly. And, and uh, actually, our, our time is, we're ready to wrap up here, oh, Mary. Wow, you, that I told fast. you, it go very fast, right? <laughs> but it sounds like the, the basics are trust in and use your transition coordinator. Seek the resources, look for the resources that you have provided here on our podcast and Yep, yeah, the berkstransition.org and your transition coordinator are two real big contacts okay. to start with. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Mary, for providing the information to cover a lot in a, in a little bit of time. Um, again, as Mary mentioned, the link to those resources will be on our Facebook page, the Autism Society of Berks County Members Group. Um, and I really hope that this general overview um, helps you gain some footing as you start exploring options for postgraduate opportunities even though your child might be <laughs> much younger than, than high school. So thank you again to Mary Mazzoni. Thanks for listening. And until next time, this is Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. For more information, visit us at autismsocietyofberkscounty.org. Join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.